The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude. This is your tech news briefing for Tuesday, March 7th. I'm Zoe Thomas for The Wall Street Journal. Since Elon Musk took over Twitter, the company has undergone a series of staff reductions. Thousands of positions have been eliminated. And the question among observers and some inside the company is, can Twitter function as usual with such deep cuts? It's even more poignant to Silicon Valley as other big tech companies undertake layoffs. If Twitter can work with far fewer people, can they? Our Twitter reporter Alexa Kors joins us after these headlines. TikTok is launching a charm offensive to convince European politicians that users' data is safe. According to people familiar with the matter, the effort titled Project Clover involves TikTok building two data centers to store the information of European users in Ireland. It mirrors similar efforts to build data centers in the U.S., dubbed Project Texas. TikTok is facing growing pressure from governments who believe its ties to China through its parent company ByteDance make it a national security risk. TikTok has said it would not turn over users' data to Beijing. On Monday, TikTok held a briefing with UK officials. Some attendees said they appreciated the company's efforts at transparency, but remained skeptical the platform could refuse an order from the Chinese government. A TikTok spokesman said the company would announce details about the data security measures it plans to implement in Europe soon. Elon Musk said parts of Twitter's code need to be completely rewritten after the platform experienced a disruption on Monday. Some users said they had issues loading images and clicking on links. Others received an error message. The outage lasted for less than an hour. The company said it had been due to an internal change that created unintended problems. This is the latest glitch Twitter has experienced in recent weeks. We'll have more on that and Musk's changes to the platform later in the show. China is creating a new government agency to manage the country's vast stores of data. People familiar with the matter said the new National Data Bureau will centralize oversight of data-related issues, which are currently overseen by multiple ministries. They said if established, the agency would be in charge of setting and enforcing rules concerning what data can be collected and shared. It would also be in charge of determining whether multinational companies can export data generated by their operations in China. The plan is expected to be discussed and approved during the country's National People's Congress that runs through next week. The National People's Congress and State Council Information Office, which handles press inquiries for the Chinese government, didn't respond to requests for comment. And how do you feel when your smartphone delivers you a photo memory? Maybe it's a happy moment from a vacation or some benign shot of a meal you had. Or worse, a picture of your ex iPhones and Androids have this feature, using photos from your library to create short videos set to music, usually on a theme. Our personal tech reporter Dalvin Brown says the phone is trying to find groups of pictures to put together, landscapes or pictures of a certain person. But if there are themes you don't want to see, he has some tips on how to deal with that, too. 
So on iPhones, if you tap the little three dots at the top of a memory, you can hit feature less. And so then any person or place you don't want to be reminded of will disappear. Google also has settings within the Google Photos app, which lets you pick which people or even pets or locations that you don't want to see. But, you know, there is an algorithm running this thing. And so people or memories can still slip through the cracks. You can't completely stop the apps from generating memories, but you can sort of customize it so that you're getting more of what you want to see and less of what you don't want to see. After the break, Elon Musk is running Twitter with a fraction of the workforce he bought it with, and the tech world is watching to see how it goes. So how many people does it take to run Twitter? We'll be back in a minute. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. Twitter has had a lot of layoffs since Elon Musk took over. In December, he said Twitter was down to roughly 2,000 employees. It had close to 8,000 before he acquired the company just a few months earlier. And since then, we've reported Twitter's made more cuts. The layoffs are part of cost-cutting efforts, and their magnitude relative to Twitter's size is unlike anything else in tech. And that's got other tech leaders and investors curious. How many people does it take to run a tech company? Joining us to discuss this is our Twitter reporter, Alexa Kors. Hi, Alexa. Thanks for coming back on TNB. Thanks for having me. So there have been a lot of cuts at Twitter. Can you tell us generally where are they coming from within the company? We don't have exact numbers, but we know layoffs have affected teams across the company. So the big question with all of these cuts is how will they affect the running of the platform? The first thing is we have seen some glitches. Can you tell us about those and how Twitter has been reacting to them? Of course, Twitter is still running so far. It's not dead, which might seem surprising given all the layoffs. But we have seen several glitches in recent weeks. That's certainly raising some questions. Last week, for about two hours, there was an incident where users said they were having trouble accessing the timeline. On Monday, for about an hour, there were glitches with broken links and images. And then Twitter said that they had resolved that issue. It's hard to tell from the outside. Twitter hasn't given many details about what causes a specific incident, but we've certainly seen these incidents in the last few weeks. So Alexa, you've been speaking with experts outside of Twitter. What do they think the impact of these layoffs is on the company? Some experts I spoke to said there's a difference between just trying to keep a company running versus growing really fast. Or when your site is growing really fast, then you're going to need more people just to keep up. But if you're trying to maintain a system that's already been built, you might be able to do that with a lot less people. 
Okay, well, what about those people who are still at the company? Have we heard from them on how they feel since all these layoffs started taking place? Yeah, some employees who are still at Twitter have said they really like some of the changes, some of the new features. They've called it more exciting now. But I spoke to some employees there who said they're stretched really thin and scrambling. Many engineers have left, and the employees who are left are having to jump in and work on these systems they've never touched before, sources told me. From the people you've spoken to, can you tell us, you know, what have their experiences been like when they are dealing with systems that they maybe haven't had to deal with before as Twitter employees? Well, I heard this one anecdote that I think illustrates some of the confusion and frustration I was hearing. About two weeks ago, Twitter's Slack unexpectedly went down. Staff couldn't get in. And one of the employees was telling me this was really frustrating because Slack was a way to um, find old notes and helpful messages, especially when so many of your colleagues have left the company um, and aren't there anymore to help. So Twitter said that Slack is back now for staff, but that's one example of the frustration I was hearing from some employees still there. You know, a lot of other tech companies are also announcing layoffs and they're trying to do more with less. They're trying to be more efficient. What are they taking away from Twitter's experience? I've definitely heard this from people in the industry. You know, if Twitter can survive after all these cuts, there are some people who think that will inspire executives, some executives to try to be like Elon Musk, at least in some way, try to be a little more hardcore, as Musk has put it. We've seen layoffs across the tech industry lately, Google, Meta, Salesforce, Twitter's cuts are of a different magnitude. It's not a perfect comparison, but the whole industry is watching what's happening with Twitter right now. And take, you know, venture capitalist Bill Gurley. He was you know, tweeting about this in November, and his take is that, you know, he said companies usually are too cautious when they cut, and they underestimate how resilient companies are. And so he doesn't think that doomsday predictions about Twitter are going to come through. And what about Musk? Has he commented on their ability to do more with less or maybe do the same amount with less? Yeah, I mean, Musk has said he has like really big ambitions for Twitter. Twitter has been, you know, launching and tweaking new features. They revamped their subscription service. It's still early days, but in Musk's view, he said Twitter had to do layoffs because they were losing money, and he now plans to turn it around. All right, that's our Twitter reporter, Alexa Kors. Thanks for joining us, Alexa. Thanks for having me. All right, that's it for today's tech news briefing. But a quick note before we close the show. We want to hear your questions about generative artificial intelligence, AI programs like ChatGPT, Microsoft's new Bing search, or MidJourney. And we're going to answer them on an upcoming show. Do you want to know how these AI programs work, what they're capable of, or maybe what this latest wave of AI developments could mean for how we live our lives? Leave us a voicemail with your AI question at 415 439-6482. Once again, that number is 415-439-6482. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Zoe Thomas from The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening.
The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude.